you are an exceptional woman. But if you think of yourself as the exception to the rule, you will likely be hurt. Unfortunately, no matter what you are saying, if you're staying, you're okaying. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Welcome everyone, and my guest today is 41-year-old, recently divorced, Jen. Jen is dating 37-year-old Matt, also newly divorced. Jen knows that Matt loves her, but he says the two should be dating around since they both recently got out of a very long-term marriage. Jen wants to know if she should wait it out and be patient while Matt plays the field since he is single for the first time in 20 years, or if she should move on. That is a great question for so many women, and I'm happy today to have Jen as my guest. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. So, how long have you two been seeing each other, and and how did that come about? Give us a little background. Sure. Um, It's probably been about 10 months. Um, We are kind of from the same circle of friends. Our daughters are friends and have been for many years, um, but we never really spoke to each other until this 10 months ago, um, and we ended up at the same gathering and kind of hit it off and have been secretly seeing each other ever since. Secretly? What is that? How, how did that come about? Were you still... Uh, were either of you still married? What what was had made it secret? Um, no, neither of us were married. Um, we don't want our children to know, and we don't want our friends to know. Or we uh, we also live in a very small town that just is full of gossip. So we have somehow <laughs> been able to keep it a secret for this long. Um, and, and that's really the story. Uh, okay. That's why it's been kept a secret. Okay. So for me, in terms of uh, coaching you and helping out, how long were you both in marriages and relative ages of your children, how many children, and how long has Matt been divorced? Um, let's see. I was married for just, uh, 12 years and, um, he was married for, I believe maybe 15. Um, our daughters are 13 in the same grade Mm -hmm. and what was, oh, how long has he been divorced? Um, I believe since it was since it was right before we met, so maybe eleven months. Ah, okay. So as you know, I talk about that, and I coach on that because I believe that it's very difficult to be dating someone heading to something serious when he is newly divorced, when any right. man is. And that is because a man lives by his decisions and after a divorce, he feels like he was kicked off a team and he has a lot of healing to do and because a man does not commit through time or sex, it can be a dicey proposition to be with a man right after he's been on a team 
because he's not ready to be on a new team and make a decision to commit to a new team. Okay. And have you read my book, by the way? Yes, I have. Twice, actually. <laughs> okay. So that, it, it kind of explains in a way that because a man has to be in the state of being a buyer, right? right? And good men are consumers, for sure. And he can be a, a great one. However, he is not in the state now of being a buyer. And I talk about that vis-a-vis -vis my puppy principle. And this, I'm just kind of giving this background for anyone who's newly listening, that for us, you know, if we love puppies, we are in the state of being a consumer or buyer for puppies. And what that means is that we love them all, but we have to be in a state of being ready, willing, and able to adopt a puppy that we love, right? And that state, yep. yes, that state includes a number of criteria, which is both being responsible to a puppy that we adopt and for. And even if we don't feel that we would be a responsibility for a man, he looks at taking on a committed relationship as being both responsible to and for a woman. So if we're not in the state of being financially ready to take on a pet, or we don't have the right environment, or we simply have been taking care of one for a very long time and we say, I just need to be free of that, no matter how much I love puppies. And this happens to people when a pet passes away. If a pet has been a long-term pet for, say, 12 years, sometimes it's 15 or even 20 years with some animals, nearly, you say, I love them. I want another one, maybe eventually, but I don't want to adopt now. I need to be free. Mm -hmm. And this is the state, generally speaking, of course, all of my information is in gross generalizations because there are always exceptions to everything. We're people, right? Yep. So we have to look at your situation under that lens, but now work with the particulars, right? The particulars yep. of this man. So his children's age, or he just has the one daughter who's 13? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. So he also, as a father, if he is a good one, he is responsible to and for his child or children, right? Mm -hmm. So she will always be first. Right. Tell us now then about your actual, because it's secret, that puts another layer on top of things that we're going to talk about vis-a-vis -vis how okay. he feels about that. But tell us now just about your general day-to-day -day interactions, how much you see each other during a week, what your relationship is really like. Um, well, we actually make a joke about the fact that we have spoken every day since we um, – met I guess I mean we had met before but since we actually became close and that's either through text or phone calls um, we see each other probably uh, minimum is once a week um, we often hang out on the weekends we go on weekend trips sometimes um, or we may meet up for dinner on a weeknight and, and, you know, we, we will see each other at school functions, but um, 
you know, people know we're friends, so we can, you know, we can chat at school functions, but not really be ourselves. Okay. And how long have you been divorced? It's been a year. What's interesting about this is it goes to the deepest brain for men and women. And when I use brain, I mean the whole of us as female beings and the whole of us as male beings, that when a woman is divorced, she generally doesn't need the same time as a man because we bond through time and sex. So if we like someone and we start seeing him, if he fits the bill, we're all in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so do you feel all in? Oh, 100%. Okay. I didn't at first. He was. And I tried to push it away. And then I finally let the wall down. And then it kind of flipped roles. And um, then he, then I was all in, and I didn't feel like he was as much all in as he had been in the very beginning. Right. I don't and know if that means anything. I'm just filling you in. <laughs> yeah. That's a very typical experience. Okay. Very. Because, see, a man is the most all in you will feel in the beginning. Okay. And he... Like you read in my book, he cannonballs in. His love is like a lake, mm -hmm. right? It's not as yep. deep. It's not as wide. It's, it's there. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But it's a lake, and it's usually not a great lake. It's just a lake. Our love as females is like an ocean. Mm -hmm. So the longer you start um, walking and swimming out, the deeper and deeper it gets, right? And it's so vast, you can't see across to the other side. But a man, it's, it's deep, but it usually doesn't get any deeper than when he first cannonballed in. Okay. The other difference is that for women, we don't cannonball in in the same way at all we dip our toe in any body of water to see what it feels like before we will ever venture out and again gross generalizations right mm -hmm. but that's what we do in this analogy about love we dip our toe in we want to see who the man is and know him generally speaking right and that's wise to do regardless so he was all in and that's a very typical thing but here's what i'm going to guess happened and correct me along the way after <laughs> i <laughs> that in those first few months he was all in and just having the best time ever and you felt all of his interest in a huge way and then something flipped along the way through time and sex where you started feeling much more and he started knowing that and when he finally came to and realized oh my goodness this is what I'm doing he knows himself and he knows that he's not ready to adopt. And so he pulls back. Doesn't mean he won't consume you and love you as the pretty, wonderful puppy that you are every day. But he makes it known that he's not ready to commit. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So that leaves you, of course, in a place, well, what do I do? Right? right. Because, as you know... More time in and time alone does nothing in terms of a man committing. Right. Nothing, unfortunately. Right. So you're in that unenviable position of do I allow myself to continue to be consumed 
will that do anything to foster a committed relationship or will it hurt the chances of a committed relationship? Exactly. So you had sent me a few questions that I thought were really good. One is if I follow the stop rule, which I'm, I, I think I know what you mean by that, he would send out a search party by day two or would get super upset at me. How do I avoid that? Yes, and I actually just tested the theory this week. Um, I had read in your book, I, I, I couldn't remember exactly how you referred to it, but it was to stop you know, all texting, answering his calls or calling mm. him, and mm -hmm. not, you know, with no explanation and no time frame. Um, and so I did it yesterday, and my phone blew up all day. And then um, in the evening, I got a very upset email or text saying he was worried and where was I and I'm ignoring him. And I, you know, I, I had, I felt I had to respond. So I gave in and responded. So I'm just curious, you know, how, mm. because we're, because we've also in the same time kind of become best friends. So right. it's hard to not, and, and like I said earlier, we talk every day. So how do I pull that off? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. And now I know what you mean by the stop rule, because I do put in the book about just stop doing what you're doing and see what happens. But right. that's not a strategy that is by itself going to help you figure out what to do. Okay. That is just for any woman to see what he's going to do in the immediate with the stop. And you have found that he's very connected and he does get worried and you know all that you know about his feelings because see, here's the, here's the thing. You say also that he tells you when he's drunk, he tells you how he feels about you. Oh, my gosh, yes. And does he say that he loves you? Oh, yeah. He says he loves me. We're soulmates. He okay. can himself with me, talks about the future. Great. But then I don't know if I'm supposed to believe that stuff or if it's drunk talk. So that mm -hmm. was another one of my questions was right. if I'm supposed to believe that stuff. Right. You can believe about his feelings. Absolutely. In wine truth, translated, it's in Italian or Spanish, or maybe it's Latin, I'm not sure. But it's like in, <laughs> okay. in, very, in, in vino veritas or something like that, which means in wine, truth. Okay. And so I don't have, and because of the, the behaviors he's showing you and what he's doing, connecting to you every day, caring about your well-being, all of these things, I don't question the feelings there. That's not the issue. Right. What, you're, you're 41 years old. You know when a man feels for you and when he doesn't. Right. Yep. What did you say to him after you did this stop strategy? Um, and it's not, it's not really a strategy. It's just, it's just a little approach in the beginning to see what he will do. And you found out. And so it's great. You yep. needed to answer him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of told a white lie and said I wasn't ignoring him and that I was just busy. And he Great. definitely didn't believe it, but, you know, topic was changed. So Great. You know, we ended up still texting a little bit before, you know, the night was over. Right. right. And you are at that place where you need, because of your feelings, you only have two choices, and that is you continue on or you don't. He's telling you what. When he's drunk, he's telling you how he feels, but in terms of the relationship, when you speak about it, what is he telling you? Um, usually, um, he will still tell me that he has feelings for me, and 
um, that it's a possibility that we could end up together in the future when our children are older and, you know, we've get our stuff together and have had time seeing what else is out there. Um, but, you know, he's very upfront saying he doesn't want a commitment now. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I have told him before, I don't want, to be his girlfriend, I mean, I would love to be, but I don't have to be his girlfriend. I don't need a title. We don't need to change anything other than I want him to only date and be intimate with me. So, you know, I don't want to meet his parents. I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be anything like that. I just want that commitment. Right. And what you're asking for, a man can't do. Okay. Because his brain isn't wired like that. Okay. And he's telling you everything you need to know. He okay. needs to date. He has been, he adopted, right? And he's mm-hmm. been responsible to and for someone. When I say to, I mean that's being faithful and right. coming home every night. And doing what you do in a relationship, not being a free man to do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. And that includes other women. Mm -hmm. So because he's not female, he needs to do that. Now, again, there are always exceptions, but I'm not hearing that he's an exception. He's the rule. he's not. He has. Right, yes. Right. However, what you are giving him is the girlfriend experience in a way where he doesn't have to be in any way uh, taking responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. And that actually doesn't serve you because what you do with him, he thinks you'll do with all men. Okay. And so he thinks that you will just be a sideline for anyone. Okay. And that's the unfortunate thing because that's not the case. Right. You wouldn't be. We as women know that. We know who we are. You're doing it because you love him. Right. Yes. Out of your feelings, you're relating to him and you have the knowledge of saying, yes, I know you need this, and I'm going to love you by saying you need to go do this, and I understand that. But basically what you're telling him by saying, I just don't want you to be intimate and have that experience with anyone else, and that's not what he wants or needs. Right. And he's telling you that. He is in this state of conflict about it. And you, unfortunately, can't do anything about that conflict. (laughs) Okay. This isn't about you. In other words, if he were in the state of being a buyer, it would be you. Right. That, I'm, in just talking to you these few moments, I know that. If he were in the state of being a buyer, it would be you. And what he's telling you is exactly that. When I'm in the state of being a buyer, when my girl is grown up and free, and I'm able to commit and be in that state by being ready, willing, and able to adopt again, it will be you. That's what he's telling you. Yeah. This is man-speak, right? (laughs) Yeah. So that leaves you in the unenviable position of do you stay and wait that out or not? Right. And I can tell you about that and how I feel about that in a moment. Want more information on anything you've heard discussed here today? Why won't he commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One is available at all major book retailers. 
or grab an autographed copy of Coach Paula's groundbreaking bestseller at whywon'thecommit.com. So, like we said, you have a decision to make. It's interesting because men live via their decisions. Women live via their emotions, right? Mm -hmm. This is going to be hard for you. If we were working together, we would do the lure him in strategy, which my lure him in program, because you only have a shot at this by doing it in this way that is systematic. It is not an ultimatum, but it is very clear in standing in your value and what you will and will not accept. And then you have to do the steps from there. And it has to be very clear to him. It cannot be in any way um, blaming him. It's, it's an entire program I have to do that because it is so tricky. It is so difficult when we love someone and want to be with him. Because as you know, you can be. You can have this relationship the way you have it. But you can't have more. Right. And by giving him the options you are, you're telling him, in, see, in a man's mind, because you've heard me talk about the black and white thinking of the man's mind, which yes. is the Madonna-Hor dichotomy, that unfortunately it's you're either in that category of being someone who expects complete commitment, your wife and mother material, or you're someone who will accept something else and be fun. Now, what's interesting is you're attempting to play both sides. He sees you as a wonderful woman who is wife and mother material. Correct? Yes. Okay. That's how he sees you on one side. On the other, you're belying what he's seeing by saying, First and foremost, I will accept being a secret. Because guess what in the male mind that is? What? Uh, that is a mistress. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you accept that, you say, that's my value. Okay. Okay? That's unfortunate because... You can look at it this way. He's married right now to not being married. Okay. Right? Yep. He feels that he needs to be free and not adopt. So you're saying, I'll accept that. And to the man, certain women accept that in their male brain. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you. And love you okay. for that. Right? But yep. it doesn't bring about the relationship that you desire and deserve. Okay. You see? Yes. Because you lower your value. And when it does come time, by continuing to be a secret, you're showing him that's what you feel your worth is in a man's world. And Think that's of even it, if I want it to be secretive too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because why would it see, for men, it's, it's very black and white for men. In other words, why would a woman want a man to be secret? In his mind, why would a woman want a man to be secret? I was thinking he and I were on the same page in that we didn't want our kids to find out and our friends and whatnot. But what, what are you showing? Why would you not want, kids are one thing, but why would 
why would it be that other adults should not know? True. And, and you know what? I have said that recently that I didn't care about that part. And he has said the same, but um, we, yeah, we, we have not announced anything because we're not in a relationship. <laughs> you feel something different and, and you are. Right. Right. No matter the yeah. the words you give it, boyfriend, exclusive, none of those words really mean anything. It's what you feel. Right. Yes, right? I agree. Yeah. And he's not giving you the honor and value of that. And it's really okay. it's hard to go back. But if anybody is in a situation like this and you're just starting, it is if a man has not been signed, sealed, and delivered, divorced, and you guys listening to me probably know my rule is three years minimum, minimum, when there are children involved, it's got to be usually more than that but minimum if you don't want to be gambling what I mean by that is there are always eclipses and someone out there hearing this is going oh I know a friend of a friend he met her when he was still married and the moment he got divorced they married it happens it's an eclipse I always say, ladies, think of yourself as exceptional. You are an exceptional woman. But if you think of yourself as the exception to the rule, you will likely be hurt. This is your situation. What are you thinking now after what I've been talking about? Because it's not, it's not fun to hear this, correct? <laughs> correct. Um, it's funny because I have... There, although it's a secret, I have friends outside of the area that I have tried to speak to about this, to um, our girls and to our boys or guys. Mm -hmm. And the girls have told me to run, and the guys have told me to stick with it and pretty much exactly what you have said in that, you know, he, he's not going to commit anytime soon, and but that doesn't mean he doesn't love me and whatnot. So, yes, um, yeah. <laughs> Everybody kind of knows, right? Everybody kind of knows in a female way, in a male way. My lure him in program is that I love you. I want this, but I don't want it as it is. And that's okay. I know mm -hmm. you need something else. And you go in a way, in a fashion, I have a systematic way you do it, how you approach it, exactly what to say. And then you say goodbye and you do no contact. Because that, no contact, is a portal to a man's needs, wants, feelings, and decision-making Okay. It is the only way to see if there's any possibility in the near future. And what I am hearing is that it's going to be when his daughter is grown. Mm -hmm. Now, doesn't mean he's thinking that, well, life happens while you're busy making plans, right? Right. He's thinking that because he is first and foremost going to be responsible to and for her, which is great. We want men to be that, right, to their children. Yeah. Yep. First and foremost, absolutely. Then he's thinking that he wants to play the field and do what he didn't get a chance to do while he was married. Of course he wants to do that. That's normative. And he was, you say, married for 15 years? Yes. 
okay, and then how long was he seeing this woman or boyfriend, girlfriend before that? Um, probably two or three. Okay. So for the better part of his adult life, he's only 37. Yeah. He's been with one woman. Right. Well, that's some men, of course. He will want to go right to one other woman. That is an eclipse. Most no, not right. going to be that. He needs to do that. Okay. And he cannot do that under the confines of, yes, but you're with me and you'll be exclusive to me. Right. doesn't work that way. He's, he's a good guy. He wants to tell you how things should be so that he's free to do it. This is what I want you to think about. Okay. Do you do you uh, feel something about the puppy principle? Did you get that? Oh, I totally got that. That actually helped me with something that happened recently. We have both dated, as he has requested, but he actually finally was intimate with somebody else for the first time since we've been together. And it crushed me, and then I happened to read your book, like, within two days. And it was like, oh, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Yes. Yes. Because here, here's the thing that because you get it and you understand that you love all puppies, you may be in a place to adopt one or not. Doesn't mean you don't love one that's mm -hmm. around you all the time. Right? Yes. Here's the thing you just showed him, however, that he can go and do that and you will accept it and be fine with it. And this is the difficult balance. You have to be okay with it. But being okay with it shows him that you're not in the first category of a valued woman, that when he does take on a wife again, it might not be you. Well, actually, I told him I wasn't okay with it, and I am no longer going to be intimate with him. And I you did? To that. Ah, yes. okay. So. Is that good? <laughs> well, it's, it's imperative okay. so that you show your value. So where is your relationship now, then? Um, it's a little bit wishy-washy. Um, I have told him that, and I have said, you know, we just need to be friends from here on out. But, you know, they're still flirting and they're still dating. Um, but it, it happens to be, you know, it's, it's been two weeks, so it's very new, and I'm not sure where we're at right now. Okay. So, and he has said he screwed up once I said I wouldn't be intimate with him anymore. But um, I don't know if he'll continue to see that woman I'm not sure well there's a couple of things here okay that you don't know if he will or will not and you have no right to say whether he should or should not right great what you did by saying I'll no longer be intimate however you're already experiencing the boundaryless relationship that's been set up. Do you know what I mean by that? No, I don't think I do. You're telling him two things, actually. One is, I'm upset by what you did, but I accept it. Okay. And it's this is what's so difficult, because we being the mechanics of relationships, understand everything. I'm hearing, Jen, that you understand him, I mean, beautifully. Mm -hmm. And you then relay that understanding to him. But unfortunately, our understanding 
doesn't get us on the road. In other words, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Okay. And it puts us at a disadvantage when we show the understanding and don't act on it in a way to be worthy opponent. My worthy opponent um, precept is that everything from from a man's point of view is about sports. And being the worthy opponent puts us always at an equal level and respected, valued, and desired. So if LeBron James plays a high school basketball player and he wins, does it really mean much to him? <laughs> right. Right. No, he wants to play Steph Curry. What you do with him, he thinks you do with all men. So when we understand them and accept the behavior and continue to see them, that makes us not a worthy opponent. Okay. So they don't have the challenge of the competition of a worthy opponent. It doesn't mean much to conquer. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Yeah. So it's you're allowing him now to be friends, but you say you're also dating him. Yeah, yeah. I would consider it still dating, yes. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, uh, you know, going out to dinner, holding hands, um, flirting, you know, sometimes kissing. Hmm. So what are you showing him? Um, that I accept what, whatever he does. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, no matter what you are saying, if you're staying, you're okaying. I feel like I can't um, get mad or um, only because from the beginning he has said we're going to date other people. It's possible that we will be intimate with other people. So the fact that it has happened, I feel like I can't really do anything about it because I should have expected it. Yes, I understand completely. And you can't okay. get mad right. at all. But what you can do is this. And this would be the start of your lure him in. You must do this once and only once. And it must be in letter form. And it must be profound, short, but profound. <laughs> Matt, it is with great sadness that I write you this letter. But over these last X amount of time, I've developed deep feelings for you and lots of affection. I know that I accepted our relationship as being, and then you lay it out, but unfortunately, I can no longer do that. Then your second paragraph is, I have enjoyed all of our XYZ. You are a great man who does XYZ. I'll never forget the time I watched you do XYZ or mm, something about him being a father or whatever. And I've also valued your friendship. Unfortunately, I cannot continue to just be your friend and for you, especially Jen, and I know you are not at a place and time in your life of being in a committed 
monogamous relationship. Please understand that our friendship cannot continue as it is and you know we would we would work more on what what you're going to outline because it has to be pretty clear and because your children are close friends it's not like you're going to have no contact which is the best for both of you for him to for the portal to open up to what he's got to start to feel in terms of the loss, regret, uh, the challenge, all of it. You can't do it by the book in that way, but you have to seriously put boundaries on this for two reasons. That, first and foremost, him, which I just mentioned. The second is for you, because you are going to have to disconnect or you will be in heartache for years dealing with this man and loving him the way you are and him getting all the great stuff because this will slip back. You eventually, it's only two weeks, you're still holding hands, you're kissing, you're doing, it. it's going to slip back. It can't help but. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And once it does you are now, see, with each ding in the patina of this, it gets more and more in his mind of you being in a category that you don't want to be in. Okay. Not so pleasant to hear, right? <laughs> no. Very mm. sad. It is. It is sad. It's it's the the difference between men and women is so vast in that way and the saddest thing is that he does love you. Yeah. Here's the deal that you can know. That's not going to change. Okay. The love part. Okay? Yep. If it's meant to be you for a lifetime, it will be, I believe. Okay. However, it can be eroded quickly by you continuing to see him and accepting his poor behavior. When I say poor, I put that in quotes. Yeah. Again, you know what's needed as a mechanic of a relationship to keep it on the road, right? You know yeah. what's needed in the body of the car, which is him, right? Mm -hmm. You know that he needs to be sowing his wild oats. You know that he needs to feel free. But that's totally unfair and doesn't work. Not only is it unfair, but it doesn't work. Yeah, that's the problem because then you become an understanding um, the beautiful soul you are that's not what inspires a man's love and desire and it does not get commitment right I understand that yeah unfortunately because then you were this the Sad stray puppy that just allows to be pet and loved and open up the door whenever. Right. And not adopted. <laughs> right. Okay. Totally makes sense to me. Yeah. I, I wish so much for women that it didn't work like that. And that men were not black and white about it. And that they could love in the same way that women love. In other words, completely, wholly. Now, some can, but again, it's an eclipse. Yeah. And we want to 
really feel like we can count on the orbit the way it goes every day, not on the gamble of it being an eclipse. And I'm not hearing that you can. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. So you will need to do that in a way. And when it's done without anger, without malice. Now, it doesn't mean that he won't be upset. He needs to feel that. And all that you're doing now is to allow him to avoid those feelings. Oh, yeah. Okay. And all of that avoiding just is chinking away at the chassis of the car. So eventually, when he goes to get a car, it's not going to be yours. You see? Oh, yep. Yep, because then he's going to want the brand new undinged up car, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... If anyone is in a position like this and wants to do the Lure Him In program, in 12 weeks' time, you can discover, can it be now? And will he step up and commit? Because without doing it in this strategic way, step-by-step, with someone along the way helping you with these difficult steps, and it works like a charm. It's really amazing to see so many times when we think it is an impossibility because of what he's telling us. No. When we are that worthy opponent and we do it in that way and he realizes what he might be losing and his puppy will not be there when he's ready to adopt, it's suddenly, oh, I, I guess I have to do this. And once that decision is made, it's, it's a whole new ball game. So as you know, as a woman, and I put it in my book, so Jen, you might have read it, If you were taking care of my puppy for a year and you absolutely loved the puppy and then I were to say to you, I have to move to the Middle East so I can't take the puppy with me, will you take her? You'd have a decision to make, correct? Yes. And it would be tough. If your love doesn't override a greater need to be free of having the responsibility of a pet, right? Yep. Or it's not the right puppy, right? Meaning you live in a very, very small place and have no yard, and it's a mastiff, <laughs> likely not right. going to help trigger you to make that decision of yes I'll adopt right no matter how much you love it but I'm not hearing that you're not the right puppy no I'm definitely the right puppy right so when done in this way with the strategy it can work now but ladies any access to you any meaning texting um, letting him feel like oh okay I still have a chance oh I can get back in oh I can push her off her stance and this is why for you Jen it's tricky it's tricky for anyone say with an ex where you share a child you've got to see him or her your situation, your children, best friends, so you've got to see him. Where's the mom in this situation 
with the other child? Oh, she's around. <laughs> so why is it that he's bringing the child or he's... Oh, you know it's not saying? always. No, they they do they actually uh, get along quite well. So they do a lot of things together, especially with her, so that she's not traumatized by stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it can be in your letter that you prefer that the drop-offs or whatever happen with the ex-wife until okay. you, so you're taking back control until such time as you will feel more comfortable. This is, I'm a worthy opponent. That only makes you go rungs up the ladder of being someone where they want to play the game with you and to achieve you. You see? Yeah. That, unfortunately for you now, is emotionally so painful. But you've already dealt with some of the pain. Like, for example, when he went to someone else, right? Yeah. That won't get any easier the more time in, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to show him that you then are also free. Okay. Because that ups his need to win over any challenger. Okay. You see? Male. It's interesting because one gal who was doing this program, just recently she came to me and said, I can't believe it. He proposed and we went and looked at rings and we picked one out and all of that. She said once that happened and he was, I'm not getting married. I I'm not committing. I'm not in a place. I'm not in all this, right? She said once mm-hmm. he made the decision, it was like a light switch. And now he mm-hmm. is all in. And that's male. The emotions were there. He loved her. But until she did this strategically, he was able to be in, so why would he commit? Right? If the puppy's still always there every day, you don't need to adopt it. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's that black and white and simple. And then if you think, oh, not only will I not adopt it, someone else will, and then I won't have any access to it. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. And if you're the right puppy, that is profound. If you do this program, this strategy, and he doesn't in 12 weeks, what does that tell you? I'm not the right puppy. Or he's not the right puppy for me. (laughs) Well, and it can also tell you, no, it's not that you're not the right puppy. No matter what, no matter how much you are the right puppy, I am not in a state of being able to adopt now. Oh, okay. You are worthy of adoption, but I can't. Okay. Has nothing to do with how much he loves you. Has nothing to do with being the right puppy or not. But what you then do by finding that out in 12 weeks is you move on with your life because you can't wait out five years. We don't know when he is going to be in the state of being a buyer. Okay. That could happen in six months. It could happen in six years. And when I say six months, it could happen because he could be sowing his wild oats 
and realizing this is not for me. Or, oh my gosh, I had such the right puppy, I didn't realize that these other puppies were so much trouble. Mm-hmm. Right? So difficult. Yeah. They can't be house trained. <laughs> right? Yep. He could experience that if he's totally free. Also, what I'm hearing is that this man is not a man who is good at being alone. In other words, the texting all the time, the constant contact, he is a man who needs that or hasn't developed himself because he's been in a marriage to be alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. For him, like, what's going on here? Because we're just dating, we're not exclusive, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, and yet he's contacting you every single day. Right. Only boyfriends or men, fiancés, husbands, all of that, contact a woman every single day. Now, if you're just I, friends, I totally get that. right? I, I, I just don't know any male friend that you text with every day, right? I, I agree, and, and I usually don't text to see if he'll text, and he always does. <laughs> right. He needs it. He's anxious. He has a little bit of anxious attachment. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have to work, see, in particulars as well. So while I'm giving you an overriding uh, the strategy, it's always with the details and particulars of the man here. Because yeah, this okay. is going to be difficult for you to do because of that. But it has to be clear. Your boundaries have to be set. And then you have to do the difficult part of following through. Okay. And then you can find out for sure in that period of time if he can actually do it now or if you're going to need to do even more boundaries because he's not in any place to do it. This strategy did not allow him to get to that place. Or in other words, the strategy shows that he is not in that place. But if you continue this both and, you will continue to be hurt and it will not get you to what it is that you desire and deserve. Okay. So thank you for being on today. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a lot to take in, but it totally makes sense. It is a lot to take in. For anyone who's dealing with this kind of situation, it is a lot to do on your own. And why the program is so helpful for you to have someone each step of the way to do this because nothing will be more difficult than this in your life. When you're truly in love with a man, nothing is more difficult. And remember, consumers are good men. They're just being men. So speaking of good men, I want you to look up this good man TazTheTailor.com. This man is helping women, refugee women from Bangladesh, to work here and sustain themselves and their children, also by using 100% sustainable fabric. These are handmade, one-of-a-kind pieces, bow ties for men. And I love it because I didn't know this, but did you know that fabric is one of the most difficult things to recycle and also that it stays in our landfills and doesn't break down? 
So he is using fabrics that are recycled and reclaimed. I love this. You can look at his bow ties for grooms, father of the bride, or a whole wedding party. That can be found at tazthetailor.com. Wedding packages are available, but just as unique gifts, they're wonderful as well. And listeners of Make Him Wonder receive 10% off their total purchase by using code FOREVER10. So make sure, ladies, that if you have a man in your life and a good one, that you get the book, continue listening here, understand even more than you already do because you're a woman, you understand a lot. But you've got to know that for him to love, you've got to make him wonder. Could you or someone you know benefit from talking one-on-one with Coach Paula? Consider sharing your story as a guest on the show. Go to realcoachingconversations.com and fill out the brief application. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.